Support for WERU comes from the Abbey Museum, Maine's first Smithsonian affiliate, founded in 1928 at Sir Dimon Spring in Acadia National Park, and open year-round in downtown Bar Harbor with two locations and one mission to inspire new learning about the Wabanaki nations with every visit. More information at abbeymuseum.org. The Times 959, and you are tuned to WERU-FM 89.9 Blue Hill, 99.9 Bangor, and streaming online at WERU.org. Wabanaki Windows with your host Donna Loring is up next. Welcome to Wabanaki Windows. <clears throat> I'm your host, Donna Loring. Wabanaki Windows is a monthly show featuring Wabanaki perspectives, topics, and opinions, as well as interviews with Native artists, writers, and people of interest. Today <clears throat> is a very special show, uh, and we will we'll be having as our guest um, David Hodges, who is a music uh, educator and hip-hop artist from... Um, Montreal, Quebec, and also one of my guests uh, is Julian Loring, and I must uh, <clears throat> and I must admit here that uh, uh, he's my second cousin. Uh, he's also uh, one of the uh, rap artists in in the uh, couple of the songs. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm just going to take a few minutes to uh, tell you about the project uh, where these songs originated from. And they're songs that were created by the youth uh, on Indian Island, as well as Pleasant Point. uh, Quite a while ago, maybe last summer, I saw uh, David Hodge's uh, BBC program and was very impressed with his work uh, with the Cree villages uh, on James Bay and uh, decided, well, you know, it would be great to have him here and to uh, work with our youth, and uh, proceeded to uh, email him. Uh, well, actually, I, I sent him a Facebook message, and he responded uh, very positively. And uh, we originally scheduled uh, music workshops for uh, for uh, the summer, and he ended up uh, not being able to get across the border. So he uh, was was de- was decided by the immigration that he needed a, a visa. So we really worked for a few number of months um, getting that visa uh, approved. And finally, after months of work and tons of paperwork, uh, and working with uh, Senator King's office, uh, we were able to bring. Um, David across the border to do these workshops. <clears throat> so, uh, needless to say, we were very excited to uh, to have him. Um, and um, it's taken a while. It just wasn't an overnight thing. And, you know, it's, it's really um, something that I, I had always uh, wanted to do because I knew that there were, that there is talent in both those communities and, and talent that may never be heard uh, without bringing someone like David uh, in to do a workshop. Um, So this is a very, um, very important workshop for me. So uh, at this point right now, I I am going to 
introduce Julian, uh, who was uh, one of the youth involved with the uh, with the music, uh, creating the music video on Indian Island, and working with David. Uh, so, uh, Julian, introduce yourself here. Uh, my name is Julian Loring. Um, I'm 24. I'm from the Penobscot Indian Nation. Uh, I've been doing music for about seven years now, and it's definitely one of the things that I love to do. Yeah, Julian, you had uh, you told me earlier that you had actually stopped your music for a while. Yes, I did. Uh, um, so how did it happen you actually attended this workshop? I was actually on my way to my aunt's house, and um, John Neptune had called me over. I was walking on the street, and he had called me over. And uh, he asked me if I I did rap music and stuff like that, and I told him, yeah, I do. And uh, that's when he brought me in and he introduced me to David. And so, that's how that happened. Yeah. So what what did you think of that whole experience? I thought it was great. Uh, it was definitely definitely a great experience. I've never done anything like that before. I mean, I do do rap music, but... Um, you know, to be able to be a part of what we did, it was really great. And what did you think when you actually heard the finished uh, product? Oh, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, especially since you were rapping in it. That was pretty good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. Thank you. And I don't really like rap, but... Uh, I think we all did an amazing job. I think you did, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> so I, I do want us to uh, recognize the uh, funders for this project, because without them, uh, we wouldn't have been able to bring David here. Uh, and it was the Davis Family Foundation and the main expansion arts uh, projects. And, uh, you know, it was a it was an awesome experience. I, I wasn't there the whole time because uh, uh, David spent many hours there with the kids from after school till, I don't know, 9 or 10 at night. Uh, lots of work was put into this. And uh, I think that some of the the youth who uh, actually showed up at, at you know to to do the work to do the create the video um, actually left feeling more confident in what they were able to do. Uh, we think Julian is that a true statement? Oh, definitely. I, I look at things a lot more positive now, and um, it's really has it. It's made an impact on me. Believe it or not. Great. And and you want to. Keep going and keep rapping now, huh? Oh, definitely. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> so we're going to bring... Uh, actually, just before we introduce David, uh, I just want to give you a little bit of background on him. <clears throat> and uh, I got this, uh, as I usually do, off the net. And, and David, if there's uh, any mistakes in here, <laughs> I'm sure you'll let me know. Uh who is David Hodges? Uh, he David Hodges is a respected uh, hip-hop producer and gifted MC, active in the culture for over a decade. Hodges blends soul, funk, rock, and gospel in a fashion that combines the best of their individual elements, and his insightful rap narratives compel a listener not only to live life, but to craft it as thoughtfully and carefully as he does his music. Furthermore, David is a music educator and program director. He encourages creativity and passion, 
and has been actively building his social enterprise for five years, probably more than that now. Uh, David travels uh, to 50 schools yearly, and I guess we can add the uh, two schools from the United States in that, in that number, um, and provides a sustainable music program that offers youth the opportunity to create their own songs and market them in the public world. Uh, as an extension to his educational approach for young Quebecers, David works with the Cree Nation government and has built a platform for young Native youth to be heard. His project, and I'm, I may not pronounce this right, and I'm not going to say the whole thing, <laughs> Norwegianen, uh, Volume 1, which brought together nine communities and over 70 artists, went number one on the iTunes charts in Canada and was also featured on CBC's uh, The National. David continues to bring his mobile studio to communities across our nation and here in the United States uh, <clears throat> and is venturing uh, a few nonprofits. And he has uh, started operating uh, under a, uh, a label. So, David, are you there? David? Hello? I guess we lost him on that. I'm going to I'm going to try. That was a great intro. <laughs> um he's he went talking with him from Montreal, so I'm hoping that uh he's on the line. Um David, are you there? Well, I guess we're not uh we're not getting him. Okay, I'm here. Oh, you are. Yeah, Good. there we go. Good. <laughs> I was starting to worry. <laughs> I might might have to do my show by myself here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, David, uh, you were here for what six days, three days uh, in Indian Island, and three days at Pleasant Point. But uh, before that, you had also uh, done some work in the James Bay. Uh, Cree communities, right? Mm-hmm. So tell us, before you talk about the communities here in Maine, can you tell us a little bit about the James Bay communities? Um, so the James Bay communities uh, that I work in, the Cree James Bay communities, are located in uh, the, the, what's it called, the west, the west middle north of Quebec, the province. And uh, there's, a, there's nine communities, and um, they're a little more on the remote side. They're not really that close to any bigger cities besides Valdor. The closest city is Valdor, which is about uh, four to five hours away um, for the closest uh, community. One community of which, which is called Wapmextu, is uh, you could actually only fly to that community. So you could just tell uh, just by that there's, there's a bit of a remoteness there. Uh, some of the communities are fairly large, though. The, the, the largest one would be uh, Chistasibi, which has about uh, 7,000 and plus. And, um, but then there's some communities that will go down to about 600, uh, 600 people. And uh, so I've been, I did a, a bit of work. I've been doing a lot of work there for the past year um, in those communities. Specifically, um, it started because there was a lack of art programming in their communities. Um, in terms of the youth programming, they focused a lot on sports hockey and broomball to be specific and uh, the youth council thought it was the arts was kind of not getting uh was not really um i mean there was a lot of youth and there's a lot of art artists and artistic artistic people that 
uh, felt like they were getting the stiff end of the stick, uh, for lack of better expressions. But uh, so I kind of, uh, they, they came across my work and they invited me to tour all the communities and work with youth and upon which there was a lot of success and a lot came out of it. And um, so that's kind of how things have started um, in terms of me working with uh, Native communities. Yeah, so um, I would guess that you're probably the only only music educator uh, that's working with Native communities uh, with, you know, creating, uh, produce, creating and producing uh, songs. Um, I wouldn't say that. I mean... Um, well, I'd say I'm that here say... in this country, in the United States, I would say <laughs> that. <laughs> I guess, I don't know. It's, it, it's, it's weird, though, because, I mean, maybe at this capacity where the, the, the twist here in terms of, like, where I'm able to, I guess, promote what I'm doing is also because of the positivity that's attached to it and um, the concepts and the themes that are included into the song. I think that's what um, that what that's what plays a bigger role in terms of the projects that I'm doing because the reality is is that there's a lot of artists and studio musicians and studio writers that are always working together and collaborating, but the mission and the goal a lot of the times is actually to get their music into publishing and get their music heard um, in as solo careers, whereas this project's more of a collaborative initiative where you bring people together. And it circles around ideas like giving, you know, giving youth and young people a sense of belonging, give them a place to express themselves. And I feel like that's where the motivational factor is what really um, brings a lot of, uh, I guess, a lot of visibility to this project. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to sit here and say that I'm the only person doing it because I do pay attention to other people that are doing similar things in a way. But they just haven't been able to kind of um, come full circle when it comes to actually um, using the tool of music to actually inspire and motivate people. There, it's more used for, um, for not selfish intentions, but it's used for personal, like, you know, personal endeavors. And that's pretty much it, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think you've been pretty successful in, in doing this. And, um, I was uh, reading earlier where you had, uh, did some songs that I, we, and one of them went to the top of the charts in, in Canada. Um, what was it? it was an entire album actually of 19 songs that okay. went to the top of the chart. So uh, the first project was called Nuijinan Iuishi Volume One, um, which was the project that was done in the Cree communities with all the youth. There was about 80 youth on that project, and um, uh, that was the project that went to number one. It was heavily supported by the Cree Nation, by the the James Bay communities, because they really got behind their youth. When you hear the youth singing and um, the messages that were all included there, centered around their their identity, their culture, but also had a commerciality. There was a commercial aspect to it because the songs are pop and hip hop, and uh, but it's also positive too. So that means it makes it accessible to to anybody. You know what I mean? No matter what age you are, whether you're a, a kid or you're an elder, there's still something that somebody that the listener can take from it. And I feel like that's why it became um, very supported because all walks of life were able to actually enjoy enjoy the music. Right now, um, you you were very willing. I when I when I sent you that Facebook message, uh, you responded very positively to be, to wanting to uh, come to the United States, uh, which yeah, I, I was kind of surprised, but I was glad that you did. Um, I, I wonder what to, if there, if you noticed any uh, differences uh, in you know culture or whatever between the the two different communities. 
Um, attitudes, attitudes, that kind of uh, thing, I guess. Um, I think, well, the main difference I feel between uh, the James Bay youth and the youth that I worked with, like on Indian Island and Pleasant Point, I feel like, well, specifically Indian Island, they were older youth, but they're also, um, because they're, they're not as remote as these communities, they have access to, just like in terms of just being more, like on the, like their social skills are a lot higher in terms of like they're not um, that nervous. They don't look down at the floor. There, there wasn't that, you know, the, the documentary that you've seen there that, uh, that made you interested in my work, Donna, the, there was that whole initial barrier of kids being very shy, looking at the ground, and it would take like, me 30 minutes to get just their name kind of thing for them to say their name to me you know what I mean so um that was a bit of a difference and a lot of, and I think that the main reason is because of the remoteness of like some of the communities that have been to whereas in this community there was like you know um I was able to socialize and communicate a lot easier with uh, with the youth that I was working with and also the youth that I had received in Indian Island were very all, a lot of them already had like you know had experience um, working in a studio where I was working with um, the hip hop artist Julian Loring, their big jewels, who he's been he's rapping here. for a little while. <laughs> he's also in studio, yeah. And, yeah. Like, he had experience, you know, in front of the mic, and so he's been doing it. So it's kind of like the conversation and the process was a lot, um, was a lot easier. You know what I mean? So um, I feel like the the cultural background is is a little obviously it's a little different in uh, in America because. Uh, from what I'm understanding, there's a lot more um, there's a lot more racism, and there's a lot more um, they don't embrace the native communities like uh, the way Canadians, uh, non-indigenous Canadians, embrace the First Nation communities. Now, there's a lot more of a dialogue, especially at the government at the top level. There's there's a huge um, there's a huge conversation that's going about, going on about uh, repairing what uh, what the damage that has been done in Canadian history towards First Nations and you sort of see that a little bit in Native America, like from time to time, but you don't see it. It's a little bit more, you know, those, those those stories are a little more isolated, you know, and you don't really hear that much about them. So, um, yeah. So I mean, there's, there's so many different. There there are differences, but those are the differences. I mean, yeah, the ones that I noticed from my my six days and being in the community, <laughs> three days at each community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay, so I, I'm kind of curious. I, I di- didn't stay there the whole time because you were there from like 3.30 till, I don't know, sometimes 10 o'clock at night. Uh, but what's the process that you go through when you do these these workshops? Um, usually the, 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 initial, um, the initial thing that I try to do is make the environment comfortable for whoever's participating. So it's usually just introducing people to who I am, what I'm doing, and just conversating and kind of just dialoguing just so that um, people feel that feel can feel safe around me. You know, I mean, I'm a person that comes in there and I'm, you know, what I'm expected to do in the, the small amount of time is really bring out um, as much as I can out of these people that have no clue who I am or where I'm coming from. Right. So um, the main goal, usually when I first get there, the first couple of hours is just to talk and like, and just demonstrate through like, you know, through my work and, just through the dialogue that I'm not like someone, I'm somebody that can be trusted um, and someone that, um, you know, and it's also just the, to set up the environment that this is a good experience and that something professional is also going to come out of it. I think that also helps out a lot where I always give the artists or the youth that I'm working with insurance that like, this is like, if you look at the work that I've done, um, I'm going to guarantee you that something good will come out of this. You know, it'll be either a good experience 
or um, number number two, like you know, you'll discover a different part of your artistry that you didn't know was there. Or number three, you'll be part of a project and be part of something that we can promote and you guys can be proud of. And this is like putting your community on the map. So these are like those are things that I try to circle the discussion around, and then we just basically get to work. Like I I usually have beats prepared, sort of like skeletons and foundations of instrumentals that are prepared for uh, for the workshops. And then I just kind of play them, and then we just kind of, you know, if I feel like a an artist or a youth reacts to one of the beats, I can see it in their 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 face or their eyes, like, oh, okay, I like this. Then we just start and we work right away, and we get to start talking about a concept. We start writing, and then, and that's basically how it starts. So you say that you start writing, so they actually come up with uh, with a verbiage. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, a lot of them, you know, a lot of people, and this not a lot of people work this way, where they write on the spot. Uh, that's something I come from a school of artists where I was always challenged to write on the spot, especially in Montreal. A lot of rappers, they get together in a studio and everybody's writing 16 lines to get on the song and they're trying to make it the best. Everyone's competing with each other. So I come from that school of writers um, in terms of hip hop. And so I kind of, I kind of impose that a little bit on everyone, but we also don't have that much time. Right. So we've got that. That's the only way that we could actually get this done. So, um, what we end up doing is, is that we just kind of, if somebody gets stuck, then we kind of have a conversation and there's a collaborative writing process as well because, you know, not everyone is necessarily born as a lyricist, right? But everybody has ideas and thoughts and feelings that they can, that they want to express. And that comes out sometimes through conversating and dialogue and just, and so we, we, we kind of have like an open brainstorm and, and write the words out you know, and so everyone can see. And then we kind of like my where I come in is really where it comes into the technical aspect of like um, coming up with rhyme schemes and coming up with delivery and flow. And then I let kind of, you know, depending on the experience level of the, the youth or the artist, um, they kind of take it and make it into their own kind of thing. Right. So, yeah. yeah and uh, you did have a person who uh, young, I think his name was Nakoa. Yes. Yeah, and he did a really good job on the back on the the guitar, and I think he's pretty talented. Um, yeah, I mean, musicians, it's like, you know, I'll be honest with you, it's a hit or miss with musicians, because um, the problem, you know, with a musician, they, are, they either have it or they don't have it in that moment, right? Where vocalists, you can really, like, you can really work them and get the best out of them. But a guitarist, it's like if they don't have any understanding or innate ability to uh, like to hear that they're playing in the wrong key, it becomes a very difficult process because they don't you don't have that much time for that. But Nikoa really came through, and he's he's a young kid. Sometimes when they're really young, I'm like a little worried. I'm like, oh no, like how could this kid like uh, how's this kid going to come up with things like innately? You know, it's very that's a gift. And Nikoa actually has that gift where he even though he's not necessarily he's had some training, but he's not super super trained. And he's still relatively young, but he demonstrated that he actually has the the capacity to really be able to kind of just pick up a guitar and really and really let loose and make it sound good, and also be constructive as well. Like he understands. I feel like from what from what I've seen from his performance in the studio, I feel like he really understands the um, the idea of being constructive on a song, okay. and that there's different parts and different things that you can play to to build a song up, melodically speaking, yeah, right. and structurally speaking. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, I'd like to uh, like to play the uh, uh, Skijin song uh, in a minute. If you can set that up for us, uh, um, the artist. Uh, yeah. 
Okay. Well, the Skijin song it uh, it features um, a few a few uh, people from Indian Islands. We had Gabriel Paul who came in, and he's the one who's uh, speaking in Penobscot and um, kind of shouting out all the different Native communities that are in Maine. Um, we have uh, Julian Loring, who's the, the the rapper that you hear on uh, two of the verses. Um, we have uh, Alexis Ireland, who sings on the song. Uh, Lee Neptune, who's uh, who's a singer also from Indiana, she sings on the song. And another girl rapper who was just kind of hanging out in the room for a little too long, where I was like, you have to be on the song now. And she did an exceptional job. It's uh, Chantel Van Dyke. And uh, the song's called Skeejan and You. Okay, let's hear it. Wabana kick yo key, yo key, yo if you understand what we going through, could you stay on the right path if the streets got a hold of you? Digging deep in my head, I'm focused on that bread. Would everyone feel better if I was broken, wound up dead? But I'm telling you to mind your own as I try to build my legacy. If you're down with me, come walk with me as I fulfill my destiny. Rest in peace to all the hopeless haters. Negative fuels my motivator. Shouting out to all the OG natives. We see the future, let's go and chase it. Much easier to say, Harder to fake, we all will find out. It comes down to the truth. The road is so rough, but the end is so close. We've been here for so long. Just want you to know that we wanna be victorious, but the world is still ignoring us. So let's be civil, let's be brave, 'cause they will not stop till we're in graves. Dig a little deeper, young girl So dig a little deeper, young boy You gotta see this life through To see this Asian in you Now you know what we talk about Heartbeats like a drum when we stomp the ground Can't stop it now, time to lock it down Trying to derail the ways with a dumb one now Remember those days, hope was not around I was feeling stuck, now I've gotten out Embrace my blood, remove the doubt Now let it be known, I'ma rock the crowd For my bundle whip, skate for you Listen, we staying up till the days are done. Days are done. Fight for tomorrow and raise the young. Learn from the elders. Listen close to my own. The book, let our spirit show. We can change the world, heal and grow. Restore our lands, what we fighting for. Don't question where I'm from. The answer's in my heart. You can see it in my actions. It's part of who we are. Taking every day further. It's time that I honored. I was a Let's combine and be that thunder as we lighten up the sky. 
come out and show your colors. We're stronger when in numbers, so hold on to one another. Let's plant the seed of who we are for the ski gin generation. Let's find back that mindset to feed our reservation. No more feeling devastation, more healing for our nation. Let's stand up and fight back with no hesitation. It's much easier to say, but much harder to Amazing job. Uh, so, David, we're going to uh, go into the next song that we mm-hmm. that you did at Penobscot. Any uh, anything you'd like to say on this next song? The artist. Um, yeah. So, I mean, well, the next song is called uh, "Carry My Spirit." It's uh, features basically the same artist, minus uh, minus uh, Chantel. And uh, the song is actually kind of this. Um, it came up from a discussion that we were having about uh, Alexis Ireland's dream about losing her hair and um, and also cutting off her hair uh, when she had kind of moved from her from her initial community, which is I don't I don't know remember the name of the community, but she, but she's half Maliseet, so moving to Indian Island when she cut off her hair, and then we were having this discussion about um, the importance of hair in um, native in native culture and how. Um, we're, we're kind of like carrying the legacies and the stories of like the people that came uh, before us. So that kind of set the tone of, uh, of this song. And so, so like through our hair, if you will, we're kind of carrying other people's spirits and other people's stories and um, kind of carrying and kind of co- um, starting our own legacy and our own stories as well. Great. So let's hear that. Carry my spirit so my roots can grow I want to be Inside my soul And I just want to
done in the past. Haunted by my future and it's coming to fast. So I'm living every day, not knowing the outcome. I'll give it everything, cause time you can't outrun. Be strong, cause fear comes first. I know I gotta get through the worst. To find peace of mind, I just gotta try a little harder every time. So let me live free, find clarity as I choose to be. But inside a mental prison, it ain't me alive. I became all the problems that would change me inside. Now I'm keeping my head straight to lift up the dead weight. I gotta keep strong and always thinking the best way. Cause there's a brighter day whenever there's darkness. I'm trying to fill the void where I used to be heartless. So, <laughs> I was noticing, uh, Julian, you uh, you rapped in both of those both those songs. How do you feel when you hear your your music being played? I feel amazing. <laughs> you are amazing, <laughs> <laughs> uh, David. Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure you're still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Now, is there any uh, last comments about your Indian Island? Penobscot experience that you'd like to mention before we move on? Uh, well, no, it was, uh, for me, it was an honest pleasure working with the, the talent that I met. I'm really excited to see what um, more we can do um, with the, the group that I met and the, the, these songs. Um, even like Julian's there in studio, which is like, which is awesome too, because I mean, this guy's been doing his thing for a little, he's been doing his thing for a while now. And, uh, I feel like, you know, he's a talent that definitely needs to get out there a little more. As well as, uh, you know, I had the chance of also meeting Lee Neptune. He's an, he's an exceptional singer and uh, who also has the desire of really pursuing music as a career. And I'm, I'm hoping that these songs were kind of like a bit of a, you know, planting an, an additional seed to kind of, you know, uh, encourage, encourage the artists that were part of this project in Indian Island to... Uh, you know, to, to keep to keep it going and to just be inspired from it and to be motivated to, like, want to do more when it comes to uh, writing and when it comes to, to music and 
representing their people also in, in that kind of fashion. Right. Okay. Um, so we're going to uh, move on to a Pleasant Point, and you were there for three days. Yes, I was. And that was a bit further out than uh, Indian Island, closer to the mm-hmm. coast. Uh, so tell us a bit about that experience. Um, I, uh, yeah, it was good. It was, I, had a, I had a good time. I mean, uh, it's, it's a bit of a smaller community, but the, the view is amazing. It's a very beautiful town, like right on the water. And, um, you know, I, was, I felt a little closer to home as well. You could see St. John's Canada from, uh, from where I was lurking, actually. But, uh, but the, the youth were a lot younger, though. So I didn't have any older youth. They're all 13, to four, 13 and 14 years old. And they're, you know, all girls, no, no males. And uh, the only male that I had was a seven-year-old boy who was always hanging around me. But uh, so it was, it was a little bit, of, it was a different vibe, you know, where the, these are more. But one of the girls that, that I worked with, her name was uh, uh, Reagan Moore. And uh, she was really looking forward to this uh, since July when I was initially supposed to come out. And um, her and her grandmother have been watching all the Norwegian Ed videos and they've really kind of, you know, she's really been anticipating this and really preparing herself because she's a girl that um, she loves singing. She's also a hip hop dancer. Um, she really she she idolizes certain other Native American artists like Frank Wall, who's like who recently, who came there last year and really made an impression on her. Uh, but one thing that she told me that struck me a little bit was that she felt that uh, you know at the at the same time as she wants to do all of these things and do music and as a career and or be a hip hop dancer and this and that. She, even though she's 13, she still has a ways to go. She's kind of like, I, I don't see the point because I really don't know how I could ever get myself out there. You know what I mean? So that kind of got us into this conversation about, I mean, she's 13 years old. She's still relatively young. She's still in school. And I told her that, you know, staying in school is a good way to get, it's like your ticket out of the community to, in terms of being able to get more experience, to see more things, to meet more people. And um, that was one thing where I was really encouraging her. And then we kind of just started working right off the bat. She had her friend there, Kaylin, Kaylin Starr, who's, uh, who's also looking forward to the workshop as well. And so I started working with them. And then as things kind of started progressing, like more and more kids were kind of showing up. But they're a lot more shy because they're a lot younger and not used to being put, I don't know, just being put into these circumstances. So, uh, but, but Reagan definitely played a lot of... Uh, and an innate ability to really sing or she has a gift for singing. And uh, so it made it very easy to work with her. And, uh, but there's this other girl who came in the room, Madison Keezer, who's, um, you know, not really like experienced in the singing at domain, but like loves writing. And so she really helped. She brought a lot to the table. She was writing a lot. She brought a lot of her thoughts and a lot of ideas to the table where it really helped out. Um, and that was kind of like my core group. And then there was other girls that were just hanging around chilling and uh, doing their thing with uh, coming kind of participating but not really you know doing the individual performance stuff right okay so let's uh let's hear this next song and uh title is be myself uh
eventual dream is what I'm actually starting. Never thought that I would be here rapping and talking. We're living in Pleasant Point, having a party. This is for my ancestors who are past my party. I'm free and excited to be loving and kind. I love the nature, that's why I'm always running outside. This is who I am, I got nothing to hide. We just want to be ourselves, this is something you should try. So, um, so David, um, we've gotten some, uh, we've gotten, uh, some interest here as to, uh, where people can purchase these songs, um, but, uh, you know, I, I just want to mention that because I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want people to, uh, leave the, uh, the show here without knowing how how to get to buy a copy of this. So tell us how to do that. Um, okay, well, the songs aren't available for purchase. You can download them for free on uh, SoundCloud.com. There's a SoundCloud website, a uh, music sharing website. Um, if you go to SoundCloud.com slash Weejanan, N-W-E-J-I-N-A-N. So it's SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com slash Nuijanan, N-W-E-J-I-N-A-N. Um, you can go on there, and uh, the songs are available. It's pretty clear as to where you can grab those songs, and you can download them or just listen to them. And um, that's pretty much it. Or if you actually know any of the uh, youth artists that were participating, um, they're already the, the songs are already sort of circulating. They kind of leaked out there, so... Um, a lot of those artists are, are also sharing it onto their Facebook pages that know what the link is. So if you just want to get a hold of the songs and you're from those communities, um, reach out to the artists as well or go check out their Facebook pages and you can check that out. Okay. And we'll also have it um, on the uh, WERU um, uh, site, Facebook site. Um, when, actually, when, when, we, uh, put this, when we archive this show, uh, it will be included in the in the information uh okay, okay so, yeah so we've got uh one last song uh from Passamaquoddy and it's uh take its toll and uh do you have anything you would like to say to explain how that song came about um not really <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> words it just kind of fell out of thin air and we just put it in the dog and it really worked with the vibe um, that's pretty much it. I mean, there wasn't a lot of thought, like in the, in terms of the songs we did at Pleasant Point, uh, there wasn't like a lot of thought put in, there was some thought put into the songs, but not really on a deeper, profound, cerebral, like level where we're including culture and identity and all these things. It's, these are kids, right? So it's more like really to just, uh, they wanted the experience of 
seeing how songs get written and then being able to sing them and then listen back and and use them for the, they have a dance every Friday at the youth center so they really like they're using that to pump up the dances now so that's cool and that's uh, pretty much it right? All right okay so let's hear it So 
Uh, I do want to say that uh, the link to these songs are up, been put up on the WERU Facebook page. So if anyone wants to tap into that, they're there. Uh, David. Yes. Um, what do you What do you have for uh, for future plans? Uh, with regards to these songs, or just regards in general? Oh well, the, I'm interested in the songs and uh, in general. Uh, well, with these songs, I mean, as I've uh, already discussed with um, well, Seven Eagles Media with yourself and Barbara, we're kind of like discussing the possibilities of a phase two which is usually shooting a, a music video for one of the songs and then using that to also um, just promote the youth and promote these initiatives that we're trying to, uh, we're trying to accomplish through the arts and through Native Voice and uh, these, 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 talented, these talented artists that are, have these abilities, right? So that's kind of, um, you know, on the, that's, that's being discussed as we, um, as we move forward. So that's the, those are, that's a possibility. And, um, for me, in general, um, the Norwegian, in terms of Norwegian and related projects, we uh, we're about to release a volume two uh, project that includes um, several First Nation communities across Canada, and uh, we've already kind of done all the legwork in terms of content. We shot music videos, we recorded fourteen original songs with over fifty youth, and uh, we're set to launch that. We're actually releasing a music video. Uh, for our first single today. So if you go and check it out online if you guys want uh, later on in the day, uh, we're going to be rolling out music videos. You can kind of see what the possibilities are for um, for these songs that we've created with the uh, Penobscot and the past Macquarie youth, um, you know, to see where it, this, this project could possibly head towards. So if you guys are interested, you could check the Facebook group, uh, um N-W-E-J-I-N-A-N, and um, all the um, all our activity is basically posted there, um, so you guys could check into that. Okay. Um, so you mentioned to me something about a music uh, festival. Is that something that you feel you can talk about right now, or? Mm-hmm. Well, it's probably better not to discuss. Okay. That right all right. Now. We <laughs> definitely. We'll just we'll just cut it off there at volume two. I mean, it's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things working parts to what we're trying to accomplish with Regionet, but I'm trying to just keep things pretty pretty simple. If people are just interested in what they've heard with the uh, with the youth here in uh, in Maine, um, you know, just feel free to go online and research Regionet and check out what we've already done up till now, and uh, you know, continue encouraging our youth to just um, to to set their life into action and pursue their dreams. You know, it's not, even though, you know, you might be living in different like corners of the world. I mean, there's still the ability to really, to just get out there. There's a lot of resources, you know, you just got to have the willingness kind of to, uh, to just push forward and make that decision saying that this is what I want to do with my life. And this is the direction that I want to head into. And then just putting in the work and the time, you know, basically what it comes down to. Right. And I, and I think that's what's make, what makes this workshop a project, such a great project is that you know it 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 gives the youth an opportunity to get out there and actually see that hey i can do something i can create something and uh feel a bit more self-confident about themselves uh mm-hmm. yeah and and it's i know and people yeah. and people care people care about these songs too they hear them and they care they're like wow i love this you know so i mean that's that's like a whole other thing too that that builds self-confidence right and, and they and they all need pathways to get out, and uh, I think this is uh, providing one of those pathways, and uh, it's fantastic. And I, I really thank you, uh, David, for uh, 
providing us that pathway and for working with the kids. Thank you. Thank you, Donna. I appreciate it. Okay. And uh, Julian, (laughs) just one more thing. I I just want to know how you feel about the entire workshop, the whole experience. Um, Like I said earlier, you know, the experience was great. You know, it definitely, it's a positive thing. And I think that's really important in, in our community. You know, it gives people, you know, the kids something to do, you know, and it was just all around. It was really great. I I want to thank David for coming, too, personally, you know, for giving us that experience. It was. Yeah, it was pretty amazing, huh? It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, even for Julian, I mean, Julian didn't even know what was happening. He's walking down the street, and like all of a sudden, he's getting called into the youth center, and then boom, he's part of this project, right? So yeah, I was heading to my aunt's house. <laughs> the best walk to my aunt's ever. <laughs> you know, what I mean, and if we're gonna speak forward thinking here, and we shoot a music video, and it uh, and the video explodes on the internet, then it's just like you know, it's just crazy how things can just change in your favor, like you know, when you even sometimes when you least expect it, you know. Yeah, absolutely, and uh, and you know, I'm just really happy about how this project turned out, and uh, you know, it's been one of uh, Seven Eagles' uh, uh, dreams, basically, to uh, provide something for the youth and and to show the talents, and this has been a great opportunity to do that. So I think uh, with that, uh, I will uh, will end the show. And again, uh, thank you, uh, Julian, and thank you, David, for being on the show. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Welcome. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I'm your host, Anna Loring, and you've been listening to Wabanaki Windows. The music for our show is by Rolf Richter, a track called Little Eagles from his CD, Dreamwalk. And I want to thank my special guests, uh, David Hodges and Julian Loring. And... Uh, my engineer, Amy, Amy Brown. And thank you again, and tune in next month for another WebNACI Windows. <laughs>